Righteous Family, what it do? It's your boy, Brother Rick here one more time with the Be Righteous Podcast. And as usual, make sure you like, subscribe, and more importantly, share what we about to talk about today. Yeah, just like that. Listen, uh, today we talking about the regurgitation. Now, I know some of y'all might be saying the regurgitation. Man, what are you talking about? The regurgitation. We're going to look at how Jesus didn't really teach anything new. Now, we looked at it several ways before, but we're going to look at it slightly different today. Now, I got to say, this lesson was not written by me. It was written by one of my brothers, and I think it's a very good lesson, and I appreciate him for writing it, and that's what we're going to look at today. So, y'all realize that this don't sound like the normal podcast that I do on my computer. That's because I'm doing it over my phone because I got to give you something, all right? So... Without further ado, we're going to jump on into this thing. We ain't going to mess around. Y'all know how I like to do. I like to get straight to the word, and I don't like to play. All right? So, again, we're looking at the regurgitation. We're going to see what Jesus said, and then we're going to go and find it in the Old Testament. You know, the other part of the book that a lot of people say we don't have to read anymore. I'm talking about the weightier part of the book, the, the, the bigger testament. The one that people say we don't have to keep what's in there anymore. Yeah, we're going to go and find out what Jesus said. We're going to go and see that Jesus told us we are supposed to do those things. All right? Like, here, here you go. Let's start this thing in Matthew 4 and verse 4. Now, today we're just going to read them. We're going to hit it. We're going to quit it. We're going to move on. We're going to get it done. All right? I may do some uh, explaining, but it won't be a whole lot. So, again, Matthew 4, verse 4. This is what it says. It says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let's shoot over to Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. Hope you got your pens and your your notepads for this one, because like I said, we're going to be shooting through it kind of quickly. Deuteronomy 8 and 3 says, And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger, and he fed you with manna, which you know is not, which you knew is not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man that does live, I'm sorry, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. He didn't teach us anything new. He regurgitated what was already told to us. And a lot of times he did it in a way that we could better understand it. Next one, Matthew 3 and verse 3. Now, y'all don't be laughing at all my mess ups. Y'all know I can read. I might not sound like I can read today, but that's usually because I edit it out. And today, I ain't editing it out. So, Matthew 3, verse 3. It says, for this is he that has spoken, that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, let's shoot to Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5. Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5. And this is what it says. 
It says, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Nothing new. Matthew 5 verse 5. Just now, uh, just now realizing the first one was Matthew 4 and 4, second one was Matthew 3 and 3, and this was Matthew 5 and 5. <laughs> Matthew 5, verse 5 says this though it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's see where he got it from Psalms 37 and verse 11. Psalms 37 and verse 11. It says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Nothing new. Let's stay in that same Matthew 5 and we're going to skip down and read verses uh, 21 through 22. Matthew 5 verses 21 through 22. It says, and you have heard it said, by them of old time, that you shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill be uh, shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say you fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Mm. He said, you heard it said by them of old time that you should not kill. Let's go to Exodus 20 and verse 13. And let's see them of old time say that. Exodus 20 verse 13. If you done studied your Bible or listened to this podcast enough, you know Exodus 20 is where the commandments are. So let's look at this thing. Exodus 20 and 13 says, thou shall not kill. Nothing New Matthew, that same Matthew 5. We're going to skip down and read verses 27 through 28. Yeah, you heard me. 27 through 28. This is what it says. You have heard it was said by them of old times. You shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her, has committed adultery with her already in his heart. So not only did he regurgitate what was already said, but he even put a bigger stipulation on and said, it ain't just about doing it. He said, don't even thank it. Exodus 20, verse 14. Back to the commandments. Let's do it. Exodus 20, verse 14. It says, you shall not commit adultery. Booyah! It don't get no easier than that. Now let's flip this thing around and do it a little backwards. So instead of going to what Jesus said first, let's go to the law real quick. You know the book that they teach us we still ain't got to keep? Those first, five, uh, those first five books of the Bible, they say we ain't got to do that stuff no more. We under the dispensation of grace. We under the law of faith. Listen, let's just read what Jesus said. First, let's go to Leviticus though. Leviticus 5 and verse 4. 
Let's go into the law. Let's see what the law says. And then we're going to see if Jesus told us we ain't got to do that stuff no more or if he just solidified what it already said. Leviticus 5 and verse 4. It says, For if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he, when he knows of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. I'm going to read that again. It says, Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knows of it, then he shall be, guilt, be guilty in one of these. Now, let's see if Jesus regurgitated that, or let's see if he rejected it like many people do today. Matthew 5, same Matthew 5 we've been in. Let's skip down a little further and let's go to verses 33 through 37. Matthew 5, verses 33 through 37. This is what it says. It says again, you have heard that it has been said by them of old time. You shall not forswear yourself, but shall perform unto the Lord your oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your communication be yea, Yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these commits, commit, I'm sorry, <laughs> for whatsoever is more than these comes of evil. So he didn't say that Leviticus 5 and 4 does not matter anymore. He said, look, not only should you not be swearing or pronouncing your lips to do evil or good, uh, uh, or make an oath of uh, something like that, right? Again, I told y'all, this ain't edited. Usually I cut some of this stuff out so that I sound a little more intelligent, okay? Don't laugh at me, just listen, and hopefully you will learn something. Anyway, but he went on to say that, look, just don't make no oath at all. Keep it real simple, right? Don't pronounce it do evil, don't pronounce it do good. He wants us to be good. But he said, look, it's best that you just don't make no oath at all because you're going to be held responsible. This is what he's teaching us. He ain't saying that Leviticus 5 and 4 don't matter. He's telling you even the more. Just don't even do it. Exodus 21 and 24. Exodus 21 through 24. Let's see what it says. It says, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, and foot for foot. Matthew 5. Yes, that's right. Matthew 5 again. Let's skip down and read verses 38 through 39. Matthew 5, verses 38 through 39. It says, You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that you shall resist evil, 
But whosoever shall smite you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So he regurgitated what was already said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But then he went on. See, this is what Jesus does. Like I said in the beginning, he doesn't only regurgitate what's already been said, but he also helps you to get a better understanding of how to apply it to your life. So he didn't say that it's not just an eye for an eye or two for two, right? He regurgitated what was said to remind you what the book says, but then he told you how you should apply it to your life. He said, don't go out and get revenge. Yes, it's in the book. He's not taking away what's in the book. He's regurgitating that, but he went and told you, don't go out and get revenge. Somebody said, well, that ain't what that said. Yeah, but I'm sure it says it somewhere in the book, right? Because he doesn't make up stuff. He just says what's already been said. As a matter of fact, let's look at it. Proverbs 20 and verse 20. Proverbs 20 and verse 22. It says, say not you, I I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save you. Mm. So it wasn't that he was telling us something new when he said, uh, don't, um, don't go get revenge, basically in that Matthew 5. He was just telling us what was already said, right? Proverbs 20 and 22. Say not you, I will recompense evil. Look, you don't have to worry about getting revenge. So what do we do when someone smites us on the right cheek? We turn the other. Why? Because it ain't our responsibility to get revenge. Who gets it for us? That's a good question. Proverbs 20 and 22. But wait on the Lord and he will save you. He only regurgitated what was already said. Didn't make him nothing new. Didn't come up with nothing in his own mind. And he didn't establish a different righteousness. He just did what he was supposed to do and said what was already said. Matthew, same Matthew 5. Skip down and go to verse 42. Matthew 5 and verse 42. This is what it says. It says, give to him that asks you, asks you, asketh you. (laughs) And from him that would borrow of you, turn not you away. So let me read that again, because you know I messed up. It says, give to him that asketh you, and from him that would borrow of you, turn not you away. He's teaching us to be a giver, right? But is this something that just... Uh, started to be taught in the New Testament or is it something in the Old Testament? I know somebody like, would you stop saying that and just read the other scripture? We know now that everything you're saying is in the Old Testament, but that's all right. I like saying it. So just sit there and listen. Deuteronomy 15 (laughs) verses 7 and 8. Deuteronomy 15 verses 7 and 8. This is what it says. It says, if there be among you a poor man of one of your brethren within any of your gates in the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not harden your heart, nor shut your hand from your poor brother. But you shall open your hand wide unto him and shall surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which 
he wanted. He said, open your hand. Why? It's kind of what Jesus told us, right? It says, turn you not away. Give him what he needs. Matthew 5, again, yes, indeed. Skip down to verses 43 through 44. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 44. It says, and you have heard, you have heard that it has been said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Love your neighbor. He also said, love your enemy. But this love your neighbor thing, let's look at it. Back to the commandments, Exodus 20 and verse 17. Exodus 20, verse 17. It says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor your manservant, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that your neighbor, I'm sorry, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Look, he's teaching us how to live in peace and harmony with our neighbor. Shoot over to uh, hmm, this is interesting. I messed up on my notes. And what's even more interesting is that I cannot, well, I could go in and edit out this little piece where I'm trying to go to the next scripture that I should have already had in my notes. But guess what? I'm not going to do it. You're going to listen to it. And we're going to just keep on rolling. Keep this thing moving. Okay. Deuteronomy 33 verse 27. That's where we were going. Deuteronomy 23. I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 33 verse 27. This is what it says. It says the eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms and he shall thrust out the enemy before you and shall say, destroy them. Let me tell you, let me be honest with y'all. Okay. I'm going to be real, real honest with y'all. Okay. Uh... I'm not even sure that was supposed to be in there. And if it was, brother, when you listen to this podcast, forgive me for messing up your lesson. But we ain't going to dwell on that. We just going to mosey on along to the next one. You heard where he talked about loving your neighbor in Matthew 5. And then we go to the commandments. And he was talking about how you should treat your neighbor. All right. So the point was still made. And moving right along. (laughs) Matthew 5 again. And verse 48, Matthew 5 and verse 48, it says, be you therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven is perfect. Now, this is a very interesting one because so many people say you can't be perfect. We are not supposed to be perfect. Look, we ain't perfect, but we supposed to strive for for perfect. 
I sure wish I could go in and edit this stuff because my goodness, I can't talk. But we're supposed to strive for perfection. That's why he told us to be perfect. That's what we're supposed to be striving for. But the question is, is this something that Jesus just said because he was perfect or did he get it from somewhere else? I know you know the answer, but we're going to read it anyway. Genesis 17 and verse 1 all the way back in the beginning of the book. Genesis 17 and verse 1. It says, When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be you perfect. Nothing new. Just regurgitated what was already said in the beginning. He didn't change. He's the same guy yesterday, today, and forevermore. I believe the scripture said if he said it, he won't alter what comes out of his mouth. Listen. He didn't change. Listen, Linda. Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. He didn't change a thing. Jesus just said what was already said and many times just helped you understand it better. Now, we're coming out of that Matthew 5, and we're going to Matthew 8. And we're going to read verses 26 through 27. Matthew 8, 26 through 27. It says, And he shall say unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm, but the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Proverbs. Mm, it is not Proverbs. Holy moly donut shop. <laughs> I seen pre- I, mm, I can't even tell. I seen the letter P and just created what it said in my mind. I need to read with my eyes. It says Psalms 65 verses 6 through 7 or 6 and 7 Psalm 65 verses 6 and 7 it says which by his strength sets fast the mountains being girded with power will still the noise of the seas the noise of the waves and the tumult of the people he only did remember I said he did what he was supposed to do and he only said what was already said look this is it he, when we read in that Matthew 8, that's exactly what his capabilities, that's exactly, that's, my goodness, that's exactly the capabilities that were, that were described to us in Psalm 65. Listen, for those of y'all that come to this Bible study class, uh, I don't want to hear y'all mouth. Because y'all be talking slick. I know as soon as y'all hear this podcast, y'all going to get in here like, man, you can't even talk. What's wrong with you, brother? You need some help. We need to fast for you. You can't even read the scriptures right. I don't want to get none of them phone calls. Y'all leave me alone. All right? Now, I know I usually sound like I know what I'm talking about a little better, but that's because I'm great at editing. Today, y'all getting it real raw and uncut, and you're going to love it. Okay? Let's keep moving. Matthew 13, we're going to read verses 10 through 16. Matthew 13, verses 10 through 16. 
This is what it says. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest you unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall it be ta- shall be taken away even that he has. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes uh, they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. So he said, these are some things that Isaiah had said, which means he didn't make them up. Isaiah 6 verses 9 through 10. Isaiah 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear you indeed, but understand not, and see you indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Exactly what Jesus said. Now, in that same Matthew 13, he talked about speaking in parables to people, right? To uh, these people who have no understanding. Psalm 78, verses 2 through 3. Parables is nothing new. It was already supposed to happen. He knew it. He did it. He taught it. He said it and all of that. Psalm 78 verses 2 through 3 says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. When he speaks in parables, his people understand him. They hear with their ears, they see with their eyes, and they are blessed. But others, well, we read it. Matthew 12. Verse 7, Matthew 12 and verse 7, it says, but if you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. Let's see what he was talking about. If you would have known what it meant right? That means somebody else had to say it and you didn't understand it. So let's see who said it. Hosea 6, verse 6. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6. It says, for I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Family, 
Listen, Jesus regurgitated what was already said. He did what he was supposed to do, and he said what he was supposed to say, and all of that comes from the Old Testament. There are many, many, many more just like this, but these are the ones that we went over today to help you to understand and to solidify uh, the understanding, I guess I, I should say, of making sure that we read and understand the Old Testament as well as the New. You can't just go into the New Testament and figure you are a Christian and you understand how to live and how to please God without the Old because majority of the New is only a regurgitation of the Old. If you don't believe me, start the lesson over and listen again. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. Um... I'm trying to do another one of these. I believe the same brother wrote another one of uh, Paul, how Paul only regurgitated the Old Testament. I believe he has one. So I'm going to holler at the brother and I'm going to see if I can get that one and we're going to do a part two to this. So this will be part one, the regurgitation uh, of Jesus. And then part two, if God says the same, will be the regurgitation of Paul. All right. So there you have it i love you guys as usual bear with me bear with me bear with me we're gonna get this thing rolling but i had to make sure i did what i needed to do y'all go ahead and laugh at me uh through all the mistakes that i made y'all go ahead and poke fun at how i don't sound as intelligent as i usually do that's all right my skin is thick i don't really care i know you're doing it out of love but till next time y'all already know what it is it's okay to be right, but it's better to be righteous. Holla at your boy.